Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 256, recorded live on Mother's Day, Sunday, May 13th, 2012. And here are your hosts, the man who is not currently at his mother's house, Dave Play. Hey! And the man who is, Andy Lowe. Hi. Back at your parents, huh? Yep. It's gotta be interesting. Gotta do the Mother's Day dance. Oh, Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to any mothers. Mother. This episode's going out on Monday. Happy post-Mother's Day to any mothers. No, but seriously, I mean, it's, you know, Mother's Day. Yeah. What do you guys do for Mother's Day? Well, what we normally used to do is actually get a bunch of steaks and some asparagus, maybe a couple of potato salads, macaroni salad, and just kind of go outside, grill the steaks the asparagus, that sort of stuff. Well, we actually put the asparagus in a broiler, and so we would just have a little cookout here, but um, we're not doing that this year, and it's raining. Ah. So that also put the kibosh on that as well. So we're actually, no joke, going to a Chinese buffet. Okay. That was her idea. Cool. So we said, hey, Chinese buffet. Pretty tasty stuff. Oh, the Jewish man likes the Chinese buffet. Damn right. Chinese food is delicious. You don't have to be Jewish to say that. I know, but it just seems to be the the, the thing. Here's your yarmulke, and here's the uh, takeout menu for the nearest Chinese restaurant. Only for Christmas, Andy. You are, wow, man. Talk about stereotypes. Ouch. Stereotypes got started for a reason. You realize what other stereotypes there are about Jews, right? Yes, but I'm not going into those because I know... Do you really want to say stereotypes start for a reason? No. Okay. I will give you the chance to retract those statements. (laughs) You know I don't do that. (laughs) Going once. Going twice. Okay, for Christmas. Okay, there we go. And I haven't had Chinese in a while. It's weird, because normally when I go to Chinese places, I normally get the same thing. I need to branch out. So normally what, do get, you, what do you normally get? I normally get a wonton soup, mm-hmm. and either beef and broccoli, or pepper steak, which is beef, green peppers, and onions. Yeah, okay, so try the egg drop soup if you want to switch something small. No, I... Because when my family used to go down to um, Disney World around Christmas break, yeah, whenever we would go to the Epcot Center, we would always eat okay. in China. You know how it's yeah, set up? Yeah, I know. Okay. I, yeah. So we'd eat at the Chinese area, and we'd always get egg drop soup. Because, you know, two adults, four kids, it was the cheapest menu option. And so right. I'm not that much. At $30 a bowl. Well, this was back 20-some-odd years ago, so. Oh, sorry, $10 a bowl. God, eating at Disney World. You, you better bring your own food. <laughs> that could save you hundreds yep. of dollars. But anyway. Yeah, so I'm not really a fan of the egg drop soup. So you can't change my soup. I like my wonton soup. Okay, so stay with the wonton soup. Yes. Uh, tasty Chinese dishes. There's always fried rice. Oh, fried rice is good. There's General Tso's chicken. That's a spicy one, right? Not really. You're, wait, but you're going to a buffet. Just grab a little bit of everything and try it. I suppose. Chinese food for lunch. Yes, Chinese food for lunch. Tasty Chinese Ooh. food. have not yet found a good Chinese place out here. Can you bring one of those out here? One of what? Okay, so there's the one bonus of staying at your parents' house. Yeah. My dad is currently grabbing what looks like a cinnamon roll Ooh. to bring out to me. Ooh. Recording. That's, okay, jealous. <laughs> Thank you very much. Ooh, is, I think it's, is this, is this caramel? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Mrs. Lowe. I, I gotta keep recording, so. I feel. <laughs> the downside, of course, is that Andy gets interrupted while recording. Yes. <laughs> you gotta weigh the pros and the cons. Wow. Hold on, I need something to drink. <laughs> Give a mouse a cookie. Napkin, thank you. <sighs> so what are we talking about, Chinese food? Yeah. All right, just for you, Dave. 
I will sample things that I have not ate before at a Chinese restaurant. Okay. And we'll go from there. Sounds good. So did you call your mom yet? No. You're going to call your mom? Maybe. 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 We typically don't actually really do Mother's Day. Really? Yeah. My mom's birthday is a week before Mother's Day. As is mine. Okay. Well, we just don't usually do Mother's Day. We never did anything for it. Hmm. Most of the time, I didn't even realize it was Mother's Day till like the day of. So no card, no phone call? Nope. You never call. <laughs> Talk to her three times a week. <laughs> Sorry, I was not going to go there, but... Yep, 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 yep. This is a bad precedent for the episode, Andy. You are digging yourself a hole, sir. Very, very deep. Very, yes. very quickly. Almost like a Minecraft hole. One okay. that I cannot get out of. Because you dug straight down? Yep. And instead of digging in a stair pattern? Yep. How do I know not to dig straight down in Minecraft if I've never even played the game? Because you probably saw the what to do and what not to do in Minecraft, like build on stilts. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I caught that on Reddit one day. Yep. Reddit is now my um, humor page. Oh, Andy. What? Lost you to Reddit. No. no. No, I haven't. All I do is just go for the pictures. That's literally all my Reddits is literally just pics. That's mm-hmm. all I do. Lost, Andy. In related news, I need a new co-host. <laughs> That's actually one of the uh, random topics, if you notice that. Somebody posted, but who would you want as a third co-host? I don't look at the random topics. That would spoil the surprise of you telling me every day when we record what the next random topic is. Okay, so I know what they are and then promptly forget until I hit the random button. Yeah. And it tells See, me. I don't generally forget things like that. I forget things all the time. I know you do. So Minecraft. Okay, so Minecraft. Came out on the 360 this yes, week. ish. What do you mean, ish? I mean, was it the full Minecraft? Well, it's the Minecraft Xbox 360 edition. Right. I don't know enough about Minecraft to say whether or not that's the full Minecraft. I I don't know either, but it sold 400,000 units in the first 24 hours. That's a lot. That is a lot. That that is actually a fair amount. Notch even posted on Twitter that the game became profitable in just one hour. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. So it seems people really like Minecraft. Yeah. You didn't notice? No, I noticed. People love the friggin' thing. And it, you know, it lets them create. It lets them innovate. Well, not really innovate. No, I guess still innovate. People were able to build computers inside it. In fact, it, it's worth pointing out, by the way, uh, when Minecraft came out, it took people a little while to kind of open it up and actually do stuff with it like that. The Portal 2 DLC came out this week. Oh, yeah. The level creator. Which, by the way, some of those levels are fucking impossible. Holy crap, they are hard. One of those where you have to hit this, the wall in the right spot, falling through the air at a certain speed. Uh, I haven't tried that one. Yeah, some of those are like, you. Ha- you're, okay, so you're doing like the whole dropping in order to give yourself enough momentum, and you have to hit the wall perfectly in yep. order to launch yourself across the room to hit like a spot on the floor. Otherwise, you'll fall in the acid. You're like, really? What? Yep, yep. There's a point of making it challenging mentally. Versus exacting. Yeah, versus you need to be precise. And it's, it's almost like not, not even becoming challenging. It's just becoming lucky to be, you know, having the right speed at the right time, facing the right direction in order to put the portal where, exactly where it needs to be. Otherwise, you're dead. Mm. What? But anyway, within the first day of it being out, someone made a, uh, I believe it was a four-bit calculator. <laughs> so four-bit in the sense you could add two four-bit numbers together and it would display the answer on the wall. That is hilarious. See, how many, what was it, 1.3 million downloads so far? 35,000 user-created maps. So, Andy, when are you going to start building maps? Um, 
not soon because I don't really have time for it. Oh, because I started my classes. Oh, cool. Taking anything fun? Um, well, right now I'm taking a prerequisite course that I have to take so I can actually take a computer course to actually work on my A plus and Network Plus certifications. Okay. And my professor has been stuck down in New Mexico for the first two classes. Oops. Poor planning or just actually got stuck? Um, well, he thought he was going to be teaching the class during the second summer semester, not the first. So I'm not sure if it was his fault or if KVCC kind of switched the teachers on him. Mm. Don't know what's going on. But yeah, he's down in New Mexico. We're trying to go through the virtual box software to set up a virtual version of Windows 7 in order to, you know, mess around with it because this thing's about uh, operating systems. So, um, side note, I got mine finally set up and I was sitting there bored playing Free Cell on my virtual version of Windows 7 because it wasn't on the actual version of Windows 7. And somehow my hard drive disconnected on its own and crashed my virtual computer and now I can't get it to run again. Oops. Yeah, well, so uh, we'll have to see how that works on uh, Tuesday. Yeah. yeah, with work and then taking, well, let's see, the class starts at 5.30, goes to about 8.30, six hours of classes plus the outside classwork. Not really... Uh, no no free time. No. That's too bad because I was going to also mention that uh, Brian and I have been playing Civ Five online. Well, if you're doing a play-by-email thing, I might be able to just randomly play a turn. We, we were not doing play-by-email, but we probably could. Because you've seen how well I play games by email. Yeah. <clears throat> how many turns do you have? Five. Five games yep. is my turn. So. Yeah. Five games. I'll take some after we're done. So yeah, so it's 400,000 units of Minecraft on the Xbox for $20, too. Yeah, well, good for Notch. Mm-hmm. So let's see, 400,000 times 20, $8 million. And it was profitable in the first hour. So speaking of the Xbox, remember how we talked about that $99 Xbox deal and yada, yada, yada? Yes, and that it was a bad deal. Well, it's officially a bad deal. <laughs> Okay. Microsoft has come out with the Xbox experience for only $99 with an asterisk. Requiring a two-year subscription to Xbox Live. At fourteen ninety-nine a month, and you will get the Xbox 360 4 gigabyte console with Connect for only $99. And yes, there will be a termination fee if you are leaving early. Wow. Let's see what it will be. Oh, further detailed below, geez. Termination. Come on, Microsoft may terminate any time. Termination fee. Early termination fees. Oh, it's a prorated termination fee. Or okay, so it's some amount based on how much you have left. Anywhere from $250 down to $12 if you terminate it one month early. So it starts out, you could pay $250 if you terminate it right away. So the whole thing for $349. Yes, which is about the price of a 4 gigabyte console with Connect. Also, there's no bonuses, no upper yep. tier, no access to anything else. It's just Xbox Live Gold. For more expensive than it would be normally. Mm-hmm. So like I said, it's officially a bad deal. That's uh, too bad. Although it still is kind of nice in the sense of uh, you know, if you are a little short on cash, you could still do this. Yeah, true. It's not going to be like trying to rent it from rent-a-center or something. Yeah. That said, if you're really that short on cash, you should probably not be spending it on an Xbox 360. Very true. Very true. God, I can't believe they're going through with it. I can. Somebody thought somewhere there was a good idea, so hey, whatever. Mm -hmm. So another thing on the Xbox 360, Internet Explorer 9. Yeah. On your Xbox. Cool. I use IE9. What? Yeah. Why do you use IE9? Work. Uh Ah, there you go. But like it was good enough at work. I have it updated and installed here, too. I use it every so often. I use it every so often to get points for my Bing rewards. That's about it. Yep. It's really not a bad browser. But it's Internet Explorer. Andy, 
I know. They've done better things since Internet Explorer 6. And before Internet Explorer 6, Internet Explorer was the best thing out there. It blew away the competition, and it was free. True. And whatever happened to Netscape? Microsoft destroyed them. With Internet Explorer. This is what led to the antitrust lawsuits. Ah, uh, yes. Sorry, I was distracted Netscape by a squirrel. Was, was building their browser, and it was really good, and they were going to charge for it, and then Microsoft packaged Internet Explorer with Windows, which ended up forcing them to give away Netscape Navigator, which meant they died. Yep. Now, you see, in my situation, it won't matter if I have Internet Explorer on my Xbox, because... My Xbox is in the same room as my computer. Mm-hmm. That's why my I, I don't really see the, the point of things like Netflix and well, YouTube. Because and it's not designed for you, Andy. No, nothing's designed for me. Nothing, goddamn lefty. Mm-hmm. We're the bane of the universe, according to ancient stereotypes. Yep. Beat that left-handedness out of you. So. Okay, well, so what else do we have? Diablo 3. It's you might have out. to refresh. I've seen the freaking commercials all the time, and it's getting annoying. You might need to refresh. Oh, I might need to. Because I added a topic oh. about Diablo 3. It's coming out. It is coming out this week. I'm excited for that because I'm planning on playing it. <laughs> it has been the most pre-ordered game on Amazon.com. It even beat Cataclysm? It beat Cataclysm. Blizzard servers are going to weep next week. This week. These poor, poor people who are about to make so much money. They already are making so much money. They're about to make a lot more money. Like, a lot of money. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of Blizzard, though. So we know how we talked about there's no, it's not going to be any sort of BlizzCon this year? Yes. Vaguely. Hmm. Well, we talked about how there was going to be no BlizzCon this year. Okay. Well, there also is going to be no Blizzard at E3 this year, either. What? I know. I was thinking, so, okay, so, so they're not So where are they going to show off their pandas? At Gamescom in Germany. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's going to be in August, right? It's like a week or two weeks before PAX. I don't know when Gamescom is. It's usually right around PAX. 2012 Gamescom, August 15th through the 19th. And PAX, August 31st through September 2nd. So yeah, Blizzard's just going to go down a hole for a couple of months. Uh, I think mostly they're going to be fixing their servers. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're not sure going to eat everything. Yeah, all hands on deck. <laughs> we're going to get hit, and we're going to get hit hard. It's going to be so bad. So, Dave, why, what's so special about Diablo 3? Uh, it, it's an anticipated sequel. That's it. As far as I know. Mm. I mean, they are... It, it, the game has been made as... Well, it was Torchlight. If you've played that, that's basically Diablo. Everyone has fond memories of Diablo 2. True. I don't, because I never played it. <laughs> But I played Torchlight, and I'm excited to see what Diablo 3, which is the sequel to Torchlight's progenitor, would be. Gotcha. I'm just not seeing it, but I don't know what it is. It's The the draw of Diablo 3? Yeah. It's Blizzard. True. I mean, you're, you're going to be looking at it. Hopefully it will have a decent story, because Blizzard has some really good storytellers. I mean, come on, I played through Warcraft 3, not for the gameplay, but for the damn story. I still need to finish playing through all of um, Starcraft and Warcraft. <laughs> yep. In your copious free time, right? Yes. Yeah. Which actually, currently right now, is just finishing up the run and starting to play Go Batman. 
have fun. I do have fun with the Lego games. They are pretty cute games. Oh, did you hear there's going... It's not a topic on here, but there's going to be a Lego Lord of the Rings game. I am not surprised. I had not heard, but I'm not surprised. Yeah. Like, I read that. I'm like, ah, saw that one coming. Yep. Didn't, like, think about it, but... Now, will it be based on the books or the movies? I, I don't know. No word has come out of it, but I uh, randomly saw it in some Lego catalog saying that there were actually the minifigs are, are actually coming out already. Okay. So, minifigs are already made, and they're going to be coming out. And then it just said in the corner of this ad that somebody posted online and then took down that it's they're also going to be in a video game. So, cool. who knows? I wonder how they'll do dwarves. I don't know. Maybe dwarves are going to be the ones that crawl through the tiny holes. Mm. Or that'd be the hobbits. I don't know. That'd so. probably be the hobbits. Okay, so let's see. Also, speaking of Blizzard, or along the lines of Blizzard, okay. uh, not only will they not be D3, but World of Warcraft... Yes. Which has been, for the last year, dropping more and more and more and more and more people. Yeah, they're back down, I think, to 10.2 million subscribers. Yes. They are still at 10.2 million. Okay. Well, but that's they've been 10.2 million for some time. Oh, they were up at like 11 and 12, right? Yes. Okay. But it's still at 10.2. Okay. So it's their their rate of dropping players has kind of stopped. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, it's good for them. I still want to know what their end game is. What do you mean? How are they going to get people off of World of Warcraft? Why would you want people off of World of Warcraft? Well, when you come out with a new MMO, like Project Titan, that we've mentioned before... Hmm. How do you transition players over without pissing them off? I don't know. And transferring them over is easy. You say like, ah, ha, ha, we're stopping development for World of Warcraft. Have fun. But to do it without them getting pissed or being like, I've spent this much money and lost how many countless hours and now you're taking away my game? (laughs) You're taking away my non-physical items? What happens when Blizzard shuts down the servers? But I want my level 80 ostrich. Level 85 and I have two of them. Thank you very much. And by two of them, I mean ostriches, not 85s. Ding. Yep, such a good feeling. That ding, that rush, the bright golden flash on the screen. Dave, step away from the flash. I am far away from it right now. Uh, World of Warcraft, so yeah, they are no longer losing subscribers. However, guess who is? Uh, What was the last one to come out? Star Wars? Star Wars The Old Republic is losing not just a few subscribers, a huge number of subscribers. What are they down to? 1.3 million. Ooh. Which... If you if if we take World of Warcraft out of the picture, it's still huge. Yeah, you look at it and you go, oh, 1.3 million. That's not bad. No, but then you a add World of Warcraft back in, and b look at the fact that they were at 1.7 million. Ooh, they lost a quarter of their subscribers. Ooh. Now, did you play any of the Old Republic? I tried. During the beta? No. Oh. Well, I tried to play it during the beta and couldn't get in. Like, the, it just kept rejecting me, and there was issues with the account, and just wasn't worth it for me. Yeah, I got in the beta, played it for a little while, and was like, eh, not really seeing it. It's Bioware, right? I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's a pretty typical Bioware. Yeah. I played, I tried to play also Knights of the Old Republic, and I just couldn't get into it. It's one of the things keeping me from actually going for Mass Effect is I'm just like, eh, not sure I like Bioware. I have not had a good history with their games i i don't know i just it didn't really talk to me much about it yep. like it didn't talk to me it didn't communicate with you no. you didn't feel it no it wasn't there for you no nope. okay <laughs> well yeah four hundred thousand people that's gotta hurt a little bit i'm waiting for free to play <laughs> speaking of free to play Angry Birds. Yes. You know how long it took me to actually find out that was the Angry Birds theme? Because I never play anything with the sound on my phone. (laughs) 
It's such a good theme, though. Like, but I didn't realize it was the angry. Like, people were doing that. I'm like, what? The, what's that? It's Angry Birds. Oh, is that what it sounds like? Because I never knew. Because I never had the sound on my phone ever. There's some... As we speak right now, my phone is on silent. Well, I hope so because we're recording. <laughs> Clearly, your woodalizer isn't though. No, because that's some. Or the random bird behind me. Wow, it is indeed a random bird. That's the Oriole. Not the Oreo, but the Oriole. How long does it go for? I think it's done now. Okay. See, I just have real birds behind me. Yeah, actually, oh goodness, there's a pair of blue jays sitting on the power line. Cool. Also, um, living next to a pool. Yeah. You have frogs during the night. Oh, frogs. I was like, how come you don't sleep with the window open? Because there are like a million frogs outside and they're they all chatting. They are loud. <laughs> Angry Birds. Angry Birds, sorry, hit their one billionth download. Now this wow. is across all of the Three, Angry Birds. Four, four. Four, yeah. Angry Birds, Angry Birds Season, Angry Birds Rio, and Angry Birds Space. Yep. One billion Angry Birds. I wonder how many birds launched from a slingshot that translates to. I don't know, because I've launched so many birds. Oh, trying to get those gold stars. Yeah, I'm just trying to beat the levels, let alone the gold stars. Yeah, true. Some of the space levels are um, hard. Yeah. Although one of them that I'd been stuck on for a while I finally got. And I not only got it, but I went from not being able to get it to three-starring it in one game. Like, not, oh, that must be what I need to do. Let me try that again and again and again. No, once, three-star, done. <laughs> like, clearly that was what I was supposed to do to begin with. Yeah. Goddamn Ice World. It's one of those things where you, you, as soon as you know the trick, you're like, what? That's what I was supposed to do? <laughs> Damn it. It's not being smart. It's just being lucky. Yep. yep. But so Rovio, the makers of Angry Birds, um, announced a new game that they're going to be coming out with. And it's not Angry Birds. Ooh. I like that you're calling it their second game when they've already made, as we just stated, four games. But it is four of the same game. Okay. It's like somebody, uh, the guys who came out with like Ticket to Ride. There's Ticket to Ride and Ticket Europe, to Ride Norwegian, North. And Asia, and this, that, and the other thing. But it's all just still Ticket to Ride. So it's one game, just multiple versions of it. But now they're actually coming out with a new game, which they bought from somebody else. <laughs> which they bought? Yeah, they uh, bought... It, they acquired the rights to Casey's Contraptions. Okay. So they basically bought the game from somebody else, and now they're going to publish it as Amazing Alex. Okay. Yeah, so yes, they're coming out with a second game, but it's not really a game that they made. <laughs> They kind of just bought it from somebody else and are going to publish it. Eh, that's their right to do, I guess. I mean, EA does it. Yep. Square Enix does it. Valve does it. Yeah, like the, all the different paints from <coughs> Portal 2, which was basically Tag. Tag. Which I remember playing the idea that the Portal 10. itself was vernacular drop. Yep. I mean, this is not a new concept. So from what I'm looking at this amazing Alex, some of the screenshots, it sort of looks like Incredible Machines. Did you ever play okay. that? No. No. No, I don't think I did. Incredible Machines was basically like you had to build Rube Goldberg-type contraptions in order to do silly things. Okay. Like release the balloon or start the mouse running on its wheel, that sort of stuff. Okay. So that's what I'm thinking this amazing that's Alex this is going to be like. But we'll find out in two months when it comes out. Yes. You expect a lot of people are going to pick it up? I, I don't know. If they post an ad in Angry Birds, then maybe. Oh, God, that would be... Just think, you know, I could see it right in that upper right corner. Yep. Are any of your ad blockers working on your phone anymore? I don't know that I actually have ad blockers on my phone. I've got two of them on my phone, and they don't seem to be working all that well anymore. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I have any installed. Hmm. I've got two of them, and it's not working. So I've got to find something else to do. Let the ads come through? <sighs> 
But it's a tiny screen and they take up so much space. Yep. It's annoying. That and the fact that some of these games, like, you know, Words with Friends, I could so easily play without a data connection, just have it connect later. But nope, gotta get my ads, so they won't let me play them unless I'm connected. Talking about not playing, Windows 8 will not play DVD discs. Really? Yep, unless you buy the Media Center pack. How are they or you have the Pro Edition of the OS. But, but what? <laughs> yes. You, you, can play, you can put you... data DVDs in here. But if you wanted to play, like, your copy of a DVD movie. Um, shoot, I'm, I'm not, why am I blanking on every movie possible at the moment? Uh, Meet the Robinsons. There we go. If I wanted to watch Meet the Robinsons on DVD on my computer, I would not be able to with Windows 8. Wow. Unless I upgraded to the Media Center pack or have the Pro Edition of Windows 8. There also is another option that they don't really tell you about, is the fact that you could get um, a third-party software and install it, and then you could play the DVDs. Like VLC? Yeah, which is free. Okay. And plays everything under the sun. Yeah, so it's not that Windows 8 can't handle it, it's that Windows Media Center won't. Yes, Windows Media Center, with Windows 8 as it comes to you, will not have DVD playback. Right. Oh, I keep on forgetting my scroll, my pad has a scroll section to it. I accidentally bumped it with my hand, and everything started going crazy. Test, test candy. How often do I use the trackpad on my laptop? I think only when I'm on the road recording with somebody, which that somebody is um, you. Yeah. Okay, so what else do we have um, besides Windows 8 not playing? That is so ridiculous. <laughs> which I think the VLC is just gonna, the downloads for VLC are just going to go through the roof once Windows 8 comes out. Yeah. Because I think everybody's going to go, why is my thing not playing DVDs? <laughs> Granted, most of the laptops now don't even have an optical drive anymore. So, anyway, social gaming. Yes. It's slowing down. It's not re- stopping or reversing, but it's slowing down. It's only up 2% from last year, okay, of people yeah. who play social network games on a usual basis. Okay. The main <clears throat> reason is females aged 12 to 44. That is a very wide range of females. Yes. But you break it down into two sections. 12 to 17-year-old girls now play social games 43% of the time. Or 43% of 12 to 17-year-olds play regularly, down from 54%. Okay. And 25 to 44 is down to 36% from 40. Okay. That 36 from 40 is not a huge jump. The 43 from 54 is. Yeah. So young girls are playing fewer games. Yep. So are okay. older females. Okay. What actually is growing, though, is... Um, People over 45? Yep. Yeah. They're By the up. way, I, I want to run this past you and yes. past anyone else listening. Um, Farmville is to gaming what catch is to baseball. Agree or disagree? I would say more... Hmm, catch is basically only one aspect of, of baseball. baseball. Right. It, it's Well, two. It's throwing and catching. Okay. So you have two things. But it's, it's a significantly less complex, very simplified... Why wouldn't you say um, Farmville is to gaming as Little League is to baseball? Hmm. I don't know. Because the rules are much more simplified. You have the little... Wait, wait what, what rules are simplified in Little League? Um, some of the catching and... I, I don't know. I haven't played Little League in forever. I have a kid. I don't know <laughs> these things. I'm pretty sure the rule set is nearly identical. The kids just don't have the skills necessary to push some of the rules. Yeah. But you have the T-ball. T-bo- the ball. Okay. So you don't have a pitcher. But T-ball is just like a handicap in gaming. Yeah, there's not really a handicap in... Well, it is. You know, there's an easy mode in games. Okay, yeah. so that's that's the Little League. That's the T-ball. But you, you could still have, like, Little League catch, I guess, versus full-blown. Like, wiffle ball? Yeah. 
I don't know. But you know, the, like the like Angry Birds is it's the ongoing discussion of what qualifies a game and a gamer. And part of me, the rational side, is like, look, everyone's gamers. We're all happy. We're we're all having fun. But there's another part of me that's the elitist jackass who's saying, like, no, if you're playing Farmville or Angry Birds, that is, it, it hardly qualifies as being someone who's sat there for you know twenty hours on Civilization. Only a part of you is the elitist jackass. Hi Thanks, Andy. I appreciate it. Oh, I love digging myself a hole. Yep. I'm sorry, but you set that one right up on that oh, I know. perfectly. I know. I'm, I'm well aware. Okay. I, 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 yes, I understand. I set myself up for the joke. Now, st- on the topic, seriously, <laughs> come on. Is it a fair comparison? It's hard to think about it that way. <laughs> What makes Farmville a game? That's my counter question to you. What makes Farmville a game? Well, what makes anything a game? It has. I actually had a list of this about what makes something a game, and it's a very good list, but I don't know where I put it. Uh, (laughs) Fail. So let's see. It has a reward system. Yes. It has a leveling Uh, system. Which failure is fun. Your crops are all dead. Ha ha. Well, but that's kind of like it's. It's not. You're not punished for failing as it were no. you might not get the reward but you are not actively punished for failing <laughs> granted and wow you're punished for failing you're having to repair all your equipment after a raid Ooh. oh that's andy you have no idea <laughs> i know remember, do you I'm remember what your repair bills were we actually had to do that during some of our raids is actually like put a pot together yeah do you, do you remember what your repairs bills were what like four gold five gold i think the most i had was 10 gold because there was somewhere i would have to um kite <laughs> some of the guys around Andy, yeah. one death for me is 10 gold. <laughs> I walk out of a raid with like an 80 to 90 gold repair bill, and that's a good day. Oh, yeah. God, I remember when 80 to 90 gold was a lot. There are things on the auction house routinely for 10,000 gold. That's what happens when you have an economic system that doesn't really have any sort of output. There's output. There's, I mean, that's what the, the gold sinks are. That's why they have a repair bill. I know, but still, it's not like a massive output. Comparing to the amount of gold that players earn versus how much gold they spend, it's a lot of influx well, and not very much output. That that could be argued about the the gold farmers. True, the people's who the people whose entire purpose is to make gold. They are part of the economy. Yep, they are the job creators. No, they are our producers. <laughs> They're the farmers, literally. <laughs> So back to Farmville. Okay, uh, so back to defining a game. So it has a reward system. It makes failing fun. Uh, it is interactive. On a very simple scale, it is interactive. Yep. It, Basically, I just pay people to work my farm. It, it tells a story. <laughs> really crappy story in this case, but it tells a story. There's not really any story in Farmville. You're running a farm. Make up whatever story you want. True. City boy trying to escape the, the you know, day-to-day. It's the city boy. Oh, God damn it. South Detroit. Stop. Took a midnight train going in. Stop. Anywhere. Stop. Sorry. Laura brings up a point about what kind of story does Bejeweled tell you. <laughs> I'm not sure I know. All I know is that I'm supposed to save those poor butterflies before they reach the spider. Or collect treasure and dig down deeper and deeper and deeper. But, uh, yeah, I could see Farmville as a very simplified game. I'm not sure if I would go to the level of catch versus baseball. Well, but, I mean, there's the same kind of relationship idea. But then the question becomes, do you call people who play catch baseball players? No, because they're not actually playing baseball. They're playing catch. people who play Farmville are not gamers? But we just labeled things that were in Farmville that are the same 
in games. So technically, Farmville is a game. It's not yeah, but, as complex but, as but, Civ. But, okay. But it is still so a simple game. gamers versus complex gamers. So instead of going hardcore versus uh, casual, it's it's simple versus complex. I get that. Well, it comes to the point of how do you divide the gamers? You know, the guys right, but that's taking the point. Madden you, six, you, sick games. You said you said this is kind of the point. You you said that we are going to divide people who play catch and people who play baseball. Yes, because so, catch is not baseball. So but games. Should are we still divide people who play games? No, because games, baseball is a game. Games are baseball. Everybody plays games. Therefore, everybody is a gamer. It, and it's like trying to divide. Okay, so if we're going to divide baseball, it's National League and American League. It all comes down to the DH, which we talked about. You know this. Do we? Yes, remember? Because it's a random topic. What do you think about the DH rule? Okay, so oh, the, yeah, the, designated hitter. Yeah. Right, got it. So there are different forms of baseball, but they're all baseball players. They're on different, they're playing with different rules. They're in different leagues. So you could divide them between the National League and the American League, but they're still baseball players. So is Farmville National or American? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe AAA. They're still baseball players. They're not up in the big leagues, but they're, they're still the baseball players. They're the Mud Hens. Oh, the, it's hilarious to watch the Mud Hens beat the Tigers every once in a while. Ouch. It's like watching Appalachian State beat Michigan. <laughs> oh, goodness. At work, my boss is a big Ohio State fan, and then everybody else at work is like big Michigan fans. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here from Eastern going, I can make fun of both of you. What are you going to do? Huh? Yep. What are you going to do? <laughs> Beat Make the fun of our football out of your team. team. <laughs> we do that also. I mean, come on. Yeah. Hey, your coach is pretty good. I know. In last year, you guys almost went to a bowl game. I know. It's crazy. It's now with the playoff system, there. though. Oh my goodness. Did you hear about that? No. You didn't hear about the BCS playoff? No. What? Four-team BCF playoff is on its way. I thought they weren't going to do that. That's what they're thinking about doing. Basically having a Final Four. Instead of having just trying to pick two national championship teams to play, they're going to pick four, put two of them against each other, and then have the winners of those two play in the national championship. And, of course, who started this? Jim Delaney. (laughs) How much money are the players going to get? Zero. How much money is Jim Delaney going to get? Buckets. So much money. <laughs> it prints money. Oh, that's oh. a meme you haven't seen in a while. No, I, it's been around. Those of us who frequent the real internet and not Reddit might actually know that. <laughs> oh, come on. I, play, I visit the quick memes every once in a while to see what's what. I don't have to visit quick meme. I see the memes. Where? Everywhere. <laughs> I see them on Reddit. <laughs> they are. Wh- yeah, where, where do you go? <laughs> I, you go to 4chan? You go no. to 9gag? What the hell is 9gag? Uh, it's on the lower end of the spectrum. The chans? Of, yeah, of chans and reddits and that sort of stuff. I, I wasn't aware there was something lower than 4chan. I know. It, it's kind of like people take the stuff from 4chan and then put literally the 9gag like, tag on the bottom right-hand corner of the image. Okay. And then post it to 9gag. It's kind of like E-Bomb's world. See, but E-Bomb's world was good. Until they stole everything. Yes. Uh, DSI price cut. Who didn't see that coming? Yes. What? <laughs> well, what? Well, no, I was just thinking of, um, is that really great that they cut the price on the DSi, not the DS, or the 3DS or whatever it is? Well, it, it's $99 now. For the, for the DSi. The DSi yeah. XL is 130 Yes, and the 3DS is still ridiculously expensive. Yeah, and gives you a headache. Yes. But DSi for 99 bucks, that's not a bad deal. Now, if I was going to get a DS... Don't. Don't? <laughs> okay. That answers that question. Moving well, on. I mean, it, so what would you get for it? What games would you buy for your DS, Andy? Uh, 
probably um, that Trauma game. Okay. Trauma um, Center was yeah. actually a very, very good game. Better Trauma on Center. the Wii. I, I know. I played it on the Wii. Yeah. But well, I want to try it on the DS. Um, Professor Layton. Though, okay. Also supposed to be very good games. Um, that Lawyer game. Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. Yes. I was going to say Ace Ventura, but I know that's not right. No, that's very wrong. Um... I don't know. I've been always curious to try out the Pokemon games, but I actually might want to start with the original Pokemon game. You don't want to start with the original Pokemon game. I don't want to start with the original Pokemon Don't start game. with the original Pokemon <laughs> Andy, the original Pokemon game came out in, like, 1996. And I was curious about it. Uh, I can, yeah. No, don't play But things also like Brain Age. Decent. Okay. Yep. Okay, so I've got, like, five games then. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, most of those are actually series. Okay. Like, there's four Phoenix Wright games, I think. There's kind a couple of, There's Professor a couple Late. professors. There's a couple of trauma centers. I mean, I could probably just let you borrow my DS. I think Brendan has most of the games you've mentioned. <laughs> borrow the DS from Dave. Borrow the games from Brendan. Oh, crap. I forgot I grabbed the book. I was going to borrow Moneyball to read. Okay. Yeah, I'm currently reading The Hunger Games. Ooh, how far are you? Um, halfway through the second book. Okay. So, all right, what else have we got going on here? Well, I, you, you need to go back and finish your question of if I were to buy a DS. Which one? Should I buy the $99 DSi? Should I buy the 130 DSi XL? I'd see how much a DS Lite costs. On eBay? Yeah. yeah let's check Amazon just quickly. Come on, Amazon. Um, while I'm doing this... Another new story, Dish is offering the Auto Hop. So they have the Dish Hopper, which can record all four of the major broadcasters, ABC, CBS, NBC, and Fox in HD, mm-hmm. all of their primetime stuff. And they have this feature that they're calling out now with this, the Auto Hopper, which if you watch the programming one to eight days after it airs, so you don't watch it live, but you watch it the next day, you can set up the Auto Hop feature to skip all of the commercials. That's pretty cool. <laughs> you know why they can do that? Because Nielsen doesn't really care about the ratings after it's yeah. more than one day after it's aired. So everybody's like, oh, this is going to cause a problem, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's not going to matter to the advertisers because if you pay attention to what Nielsen actually points out for the ratings for the shows, which is what the advertisers use, Nielsen doesn't care what happens the day after. Well, I think they care 24 hours, maybe 48 hours afterwards. They'll care about it. But after that, they're like, oh, whatever. <laughs> not our problem anymore. Yeah. DS Lite, buy new for $119. Uh, yeah, the DSi is cheaper. (laughs) (laughs) Why is the DSi cheaper than the DS Lite? I don't know. I could buy 36 used from $59. Still, yeah, price, buy new, $119. Mm, It's a little odd. But yeah, so there's going to be, they also have the live hopper feature, which lets you skip ahead 30 seconds, which TiVo had, and then it was forced to take out. But then everybody's like, oh yeah, if you want to put it back in, here's the code combination. So they didn't actually take it out. They just blocked it from view. So there's probably going to be an argument about that, but it's not going to really matter. Okay. I, I got nothing on that. Not having DirecTV or Dish or anything like that. Um, Adobe, however. Oh, Adobe. Adobe. Adobe had a security hole in CS5. Like a, a serious one. Like you can take over someone's computer from a picture. Yeah. Rather serious issue. Adobe posted a fix for said issue. <laughs> Are you ready for this? The fix was to upgrade to CS6. <laughs> Which, okay, so there were, one of the bugs was in Flash, two of them were in Photoshop, and five of them were in Illustrator, or Illustrator, right? Yep. To upgrade to CS6, which includes all three of those programs, would cost $375. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Like, just, that's the, the, the gall of the company to say, well, yep, you're, you gotta upgrade. That's how you're gonna fix this. <laughs> CS6 comes out last month. Bugs randomly appear that are serious. And all this is like, well, we got the newest CS6. This this has the fixes in it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that is not how you do that. If they're not going to support CS5 anymore, then they need to release it to the public for free. Uh, that's probably not going to happen anymore. I know. But if they're saying, hey, we're not going to support that anymore, then just throw it out to the public. We'll deal with it. Yes, I would like CS5 for free. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, not going to happen. I know. But um, no surprise, people were upset. Really? <laughs> I know. It's shocking. I know. You're going to get that joke except Kate. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's uh, it's a long walk for that one too. I don't know where I got that line from. It's a long walk for that punchline. But anyway, um, Adobe is actually going to now fix the eight vulnerabilities for free. Good, <laughs> as they very well should. As you know, would be standard operating procedure for anywhere else. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <sighs> Neither the response team nor Adobe spokeswoman gave a reason for the change, or even acknowledged the brouhaha prompted by the firm's earlier announcement. So they originally said, hey, we're going to fix this. Everybody got upset, and they're like, actually, um, we're going to post the things. We're just going to patch that. Sorry. No, they didn't even say sorry. They just said, hey, we're going to patch that. God damn, Adobe. Ridiculous. Um, Philips came out with that 60-watt light bulb on Earth Day that was LEDs. Yeah. Well, now they are going to release a 100-watt LED light bulb. Ooh. Now, it, it's rated for 100 watts, meaning that's the amount of light it's going to produce. Yes. Equivalent to a 100-watt uh, incandescent bulb. Yes. How much energy does it really take? 23 watts. Okay. Which is a pretty decent 73.9 luminescence or looms per watt. I don't know what typical loom per watt exchanges well, that are. Well, the sixty watt or the the sixty watt L prize bulb that sells for about sixty bucks is capable of ninety four looms per watt. Okay. So now they're going to have forty, sixty, seventy five, and a hundred watt equivalent LED bulbs coming out soon. Cool. Which is good because sixty watt bulbs they're they're okay for some things, but sometimes you need that hundred watt bulb, you know, to light up yeah. a room. Yeah. Oh, believe me, I know. <laughs> See, what I'm waiting for though is I have lamps that are you know three stage bulbs. Ah. That wouldn't well, be too hard for an LED thing. You just turn on a third of the LEDs. Uh, the way the lamp is configured, I'm not sure if that would work. Mm. But yeah, I'd, I'd kind of like a, an LED bulb that would fit my three-stage lamp. Oh, the bulbs will be dimmable. Dimmable is not three-stage. Oh, damn. That's a dimmer. Well, it's getting close. Yes. It might actually work. I, I don't know. But yeah, I'm not sure I want to go and drop 40 bucks and find out. Yeah, well, the new price for the new bulbs hasn't come out yet, but it's going to be well over the $30. I'm guessing around 40 to 50 Yeah. Which I'd love to see somebody actually like take two bulbs and just compare the price. If because supposedly over time it's going to save you money, but sixty dollars—that's a pretty that's hefty. A, yeah, it's a very expensive bulb. Yeah. Okay. Where else are we? Uh, Dota. Yes. Going back to Blizzard and Valve one more time. Oh, uh, by the way, when I responded so quickly to "don't" when you said "should I, if I were to buy a, a DS," yes, the real reason I was thinking of that was it's now May. It's halfway through May. E3 is coming up. I'm not even talking about E3. The Steam Summer Sale is coming up. Aha! Save your money. <laughs> For the love of God, save your money. God, there's so many things on Steam I haven't bought. I, I wanted to buy Sniper Elite, because that was actually a game I played on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. But my computer can't run it. <laughs> I'm rather hoping that uh, the Civ Five Gods and Generals DLC Ooh. will be on sale. I, I might pick that up. They add religion back into the game. Oh, damn it. Dave and religion, that's a... Oh, oh it... In Civ Four, if people were caught unaware of that, it was so powerful. So powerful. There's a reason why I would change religions constantly, just to try and find the one that Dave doesn't have. Except that I built my strategy to get all the religions. God. Oh, I see you have this right here and this right here. Oh, son of a bitch. You're like, oh, hey, Andy, nice tank you're building over there. Guess I should build some helicopters. 
So, Dota, what about it? Dota. Uh, to, to recap, Dota, community-made map for Blizzard. Yes. Spawned the Dota clones, spawned MOBAs, which I don't even know what that acronym stands for. I think it's something like Mobile Offense Base Attack, is my guess. Okay. Uh, Valve decides to get in on the action, hires some of the original Dota programmers, which is to say the map designers, because they all use the Warcraft 3 map design, and comes out with Dota 2. Blizzard comes out with Dota All-Stars. The community goes, what the fuck, this is neither of your property. <laughs> Blizzard and Valve threaten to sue each other, etc., etc., <laughs> To each other about something that's go, not even really theirs. Yeah, community continues to go WTF. <laughs> Fire Z missiles. <laughs> Sorry, but that's I'm a- late tired. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, we'll take a nap. Then fire the missiles. Yes. Well, that's another thing I haven't seen in forever. Oh, no. It's it's still out there. Okay. You can just hit that one up on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, so Blizzard and Valve have decided to resolve this out of the courts, and Valve will retain the the name Dota for any basically profitable product. So I'm looking for the exact term again because I completely am blanking on it. Commercial, I believe. Yeah, so Valve gets to use it commercially. Anything that they are going to sell, they can use Dota. Okay, and then Blizzard will just call everything Blizzard All-Stars. Well, Blizzard gets to keep Dota for the community. Valve cannot go after them as long as it's not commercial. Gotcha. And the community still goes WTF. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what what just happened? First quote on Kotaku. It was bullshit, it is bullshit, and will always be bullshit. Yep. (laughs) <sighs> craziness. So, um, your science proves that you're going to spill your coffee? Science has proved that you will spill your coffee. You have perhaps experienced this. You get a mug of coffee. Yeah, I get I get normally for... Um, for work? Yeah, yeah, in the morning. I normally... Oh, I used to you get... get uh, you get your coffee, and then you walk over to where you're going to be working. Yes. Well, and, I think in the cafeteria, because I work in a clean room, so I can't really okay. bring coffee into there. Yeah, that would not help. But no. you walk over to, like, the table, right? Yes. And as you're walking, you notice more and more the coffee is sloshing back and forth, and then finally it just goes over the edge, and, you know, you burn your fingers, or it's really uncomfortable, and you make a mess, and... This is not just you. This is not accidental. This is well, it's coincidental. Uh, coffee has uh, uh, the the harmonic, like the frequency of coffee of it oscillating back and forth. Turns out to be remarkably similar to the frequency of human steps. Ooh, and when the oscillations start to match up, is when you get yeah, it just starts going back and forth more and more and more. You get resonance and then the coffee harmonics spills. and all that. Yeah. And, this has now been proven scientifically, so you can expect in about seven or eight steps that the coffee will slosh over the side of the cup. It doesn't matter if you're looking down, if you're looking up, if you're looking at the coffee, if you're holding the coffee differently, it's gonna happen. Now, I suppose you could alter your walking pattern, where you take a step and then stop for half a step and then take a step. It would really throw you off, but it should throw off the coffee as well. That's why you need a lid. Or a bigger mug. Or a bigger mug. Or walk slower. Or learn to walk smoothly, like the people who used to, you know, walk with the teacups on their head, or a thermos, as Laura suggests. Mm. But yeah, this happens to me at work all the time. <laughs> That's actually why at work I would put a napkin underneath the coffee mug. Yep. Because <laughs> I know it's going to spill, and it's on a tray. It's just a matter of time. Yep. Okay. I think that's everything. Yes. So. Uh, everything, everything? Everything. Okay. I think it's a, yeah. That, uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Random review. Another of my games that I rented from the library. Need for Speed: The Run. Now, this does the, not sound promising. Yeah, well, the idea of the game is you are part of an illegal street race driving from San Francisco to New York. That's one hell of a street race. Yes. 
So you would think, hey, the game's premise is to drive from San Francisco to New York. That you would have to drive from San Francisco to New York, right? All yeah. 2,300 miles of it or something like that? The, the four-day drive? Yeah. Yeah. The amount of roads that are in the game is only 300 kilometers, which what? is 186 miles. From San Francisco to New York? Yes. You could beat the single-player game in under three hours. No joke, you can beat the single-player game in under three hours, almost under okay. two hours. Is that a bad thing? I mean, if you're renting the game, I suppose if you dropped 60 bucks on it, that might be a little annoying, yeah. but if you're renting it... <laughs> if you dropped 60 bucks on it and beat the single-player game in under three hours, wow. Okay, but but wait. So generally, if it's a crappy single-player, it's because they, they put the focus on the multiplayer, right? Yes. So? So, the multiplayer, since this game is from EEA, not EEA, just EA, um, it has the EA online pass. So you weren't able to do the multiplayer? No. Because you had to pay $10 more. Yes. You get 48 hours of free time on the multiplayer when you first get the game. Or if you first want to connect online, you get 48 hours from that point to try out the multiplayer. And then you would have to pay the $10 if you wanted to to keep playing the multiplayer. Which, the multiplayer... Um, well, first off, oh my god, loading screens are going to kill me. Even, I, okay, I, I, whenever I get a game now, I automatically install it to my hard drive before I do anything to try and, you know, speed up load times and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Even with those load times, no joke, just in the game, it's about, um, as soon as you pick the race, you pick your, trying even to pick your car is ridiculous. Because you can, you can pick different style packs and everything else like that, but everything is taking forever and a day to load. I don't know who set up the loading algorithms or something, but everything takes a day and a half to load. Loading your race takes about 45 to 60 seconds with it installed to your hard drive. So you're just sitting there a minute waiting for the frickin' thing to load between every single race. And there are some races, especially in the single-player mode, that will only last like two minutes, maybe three. And then you get your little XP points, and then you're like, continue, and then you wait another minute for it to... So, bad load times. Yes. Okay. There are bad load times. There are the random quick-time events that are interspersed in a driving game. Mm -hmm. So you're out of the car, and you've got quick-time events of, hey, press X now not to die. Yes. That sort of thing. Press X to not die. Yes. Which, that is like, what? What is this? The game even starts you out in one. This is not my kind of game. So you're starting out in a normal game thinking, okay, I can do this, no problem. And then you get stuck in a, you start out in a quick time event. That's not racing. That's not racing at all. Okay. Um, Okay, so there's the quick time events, the bad load times, rubber band AI. Oh, well, but it's a racing game. What do you expect? I expect that if I push my racer head on into a semi truck, that he's not going to show up I'm driving 170, 180, 190 miles an hour, right? And these yeah. are talking cars that the world's fastest production car can top out at, what, 220? So I'm driving as fast as I freaking can. And to watch that guy who, no joke, about 20 seconds ago was wrecked on a semi-truck to pass by me going like a bat out of hell when I'm doing 180? <laughs> oh! Huh. It's, oh, it's, it's a ridiculous. little too rubber bandish. Yeah, perhaps. it's very rubber bandish. The, the last race, no joke, actually has a pre-scripted moment into it. What? So you don't even have to beat the final boss, the final guy, when it's just you and one other guy racing to the final checkpoint in the race. There's a pre-scripted moment, so no matter how far ahead of you you are of the other guy, suddenly will he'll appear up. next to you, and you'll get thrown into this whole craziness. And then at the very end of the game, you don't even have to beat him. You just have to be near him, and you'll win. Wow. wow. Okay, I think I've got enough information then. <laughs> Andy does not like the game. No, I, I, I am a fan of the Need for Speed games. 
Need for Speed Most Wanted was great. Need for Speed Shift. The first one was okay. Second one, uh, it was okay. Yeah, they're they're decent games, but this one was what the hell happened? A quest for more money. It oh, not only okay. So not only do they only have like 186 miles of road, but there are some levels that are mirrors of each other. So you're in San Francisco and you're playing a level, and then you get to New York and you're playing it's a level the that's level. the San Francisco level backwards. You're like really. <sighs> Did, with with the same like background, or is it at least changed? Not really. No, it's pretty much the same background. You're like, oh great, wow. But, but okay, so I did try the multiplayer, which most people in the multiplayer games just hold down the accelerator and just drive. Okay. So it's a lot of crash bang into other people, and there's things called resets. That, so if you crash not, in somebody, and you wreck. Is in that not what you're game, supposed to do you, though? In, in a racing game, is just hold down gas and go. No, that's how everybody plays it though, because there's not really much. What what else is there? You're in a car. There's it a goes. brake. There's a brake. Most people when don't would use, you the use the brake. They use they use the guardrails to kind of just steer their car yeah, around corners. That's the faster way of doing it. It's not supposed to be the faster way of doing it, but somehow it is, which is very. I annoying. think you're confusing racing games with real racing i know and it's it's, oh (laughs) there's that's that's a very funny thing to do andy (laughs) oh but it was just frustrating but if you want to spend two hours and earn about 430 gamer points you can do that with this game no problem you can rent it it's not a bad investment two hours two and a half hours get 430 gamer points and then just return it the next day you can do that with it okay but oh there's so many things wrong with that game, and I don't like it. Okay. I'm a fan of racing games, but not that not one. Not that one. But like I said, if you want to earn some 430 gamer points in two hours, that's what you can do. Just play through the single player. Don't touch it ever again. Okay. So that's my review. Random topic? Yes, random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Favorite piece of quote-unquote classical music? My guess is because not all classical music is from the classical era. Because you have the Baroque era, the Romantic era, that sort of stuff. Yep. I don't know what my... Peter Schickley's broadcast of Beethoven's Fifth. Because there's some Holst stuff that I like from the planets. Mm-hmm. Dvorak's Ninth Symphony. Oh, New World, New World? Symphony. Yeah, that is very good. The 1812 Overture. Eh. I, well, for William from, Tell Overture. Yeah, the William Tell Overture. There's so many, like, I haven't even talked about Hayden or Mozart or Beethoven or Bach or Toccata and Fugue. Hearing that on an organ. Oh, my God. Peter Schickley, broadcast of Beethoven's Fifth. Really? Is it, you already as know what sport, As if it were a sports event. You've heard it, haven't you? Oh, Andy. they're like, oh, here come the strings. Yeah, and they're off with a four-note theme. <laughs> very exciting. Beginning of a symphony is always very exciting. I originally thought that was P.D. Kubach who did Same that. Same person. Oh, it is? Well, Peter Schickley is the professor who discovered P.D. Kubach. Oh. Bach's 21st of his 20 children. Gotcha. Had his own show on NPR called Schickley Mix. Oh, man. God, it's... I don't know which one I would pick. If I was stuck just listening to one piece of classical, quote-unquote, classical music, I don't know what I would pick. Because even some of the, oh, it was the the one that was Johnny Come Marching Home, but it was definitely a, uh, it had almost like a Russian feel to it. So it had tons of bass. That one was fun. Mm-hmm. Playing O Fortuna, that was fun. See, that's the other problem is some of them are not fun to listen to, but they were fun to play. Mm, especially for percussionists. Yes. Playing the timpani on the 2001 theme. <laughs> also... Playing, the the Sprach yeah I, could, I didn't know how to pronounce it but it's a 2001 theme playing the timpani on that <laughs> playing the gong on O Fortuna that one oh I milked the hell out of that <laughs> sorry sorry what milked the hell oh. <laughs> I, I'm used to you calling the drink milk but the 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 action should still be milk nope I milked <laughs> milked the hell out of that okay. It, <laughs> 
even Lamin was like, okay, normally when you play a gong, you're normally supposed to warm it up a little bit. Yeah. To try and you, just, you hit it around the rim. Yeah, kind of get a little bit of a vibration going so it doesn't, you know, like Break. create a smash. But Lamin's like, no, don't do it on this one. Just go just for go the center out. of the gong and just wail on it. Nice. Boom. Boom. Um, let's see, there, the Unbegun Symphony by PDQ Bach, mm. slash Peter Shickley. That was also a very good one. Oh, and we didn't even talk about four minutes and, uh, 33 seconds. That's hardly what I would call classical. <laughs> what, you don't want four minutes and 33 seconds of silence? Nope. I did a photo project based on that song, though. Really? Yeah. Every timed element of the photograph from start to finish was, was four, four minutes, minutes and 33, 33 seconds. seconds. Yeah, it was but... really hard to get an actual photograph. <laughs> You would have to do landscapes. I think that would be the only thing you'd be able to do. Yep, still lifes. Yep. But it's a four minute and 33 second exposure, so the f-stop was like f-64. <laughs> and then four minutes and 33 seconds on the enlarger. Oh, and then geez. four minutes and 33 seconds in the developer. Oh, jeez. Did you get anything out of that? I actually got a usable photo. Like, I sat there because I, I took it normally, and then I took it with the 433. And so I was able to, oh, yeah, and 4 minutes and 33 seconds for the developer of the film, not just the picture. Uh, but I managed to, to kind of take it beforehand and work out how I could adjust everything else so that I'd still get a picture at the end. It was a pain in the ass, though, because, you know, you only have so much lab time. Yeah. And four minutes on the de- on the enlarger, plus four minutes in the developer, plus the stopper, the final, you know, time to dry. You're looking at 15 minutes per picture <laughs> before you can find out, oh, I need to go back and change it. And then you go back and change it. All right. So I found a website called kickassclassical.com where they have people voting on the top classical music. Let's see what we got. We got Symphony Number no. 5 by Beethoven, 1812 Overture, Night Music by Mozart. I didn't even think about that one. Toccata and Fugue, William Tell Overture, Pachelbel's Canon, Blue Danaboo, Blue, Blue Danube, whatever. Andy! I haven't heard that one. What is that? Yes, one? you have! 2001, The Spaceship. Do, 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 do. Do, do. Oh, yeah, here it is. That's the Blue Danube. Yeah, gotcha. don't you dare tell me you've never heard that. Okay, so the uh, Carmina Burana. Mm-hmm. 2001, um, Offenbach, Orpheus in the Underworld. Not sure if I've heard that one. Do, 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 do. Ah, there we go. Yeah, I've heard that one before. <laughs> Which one is that? Uh, Orpheus in the Underworld by Offenbach. Handel's Messiah Chorus. Carmen, the Saber Dance. Oh, Saber Dance. Mm-hmm. Ode to Joy, Pomp and Circumstances. In the Hall of the Mountain King, that's a good one too. Dance of the Hours, Hungarian Rhapsody, Midsummer's Night's Dream, The Wedding March by Mendelssohn. Flight of the Bumblebee, Bronze of the Top 20. It's a great horned owl, if anybody can hear that. Nope. Okay. So many things. I don't, there's, I, yeah, there's a lot of good classical music out there. I, I'm, you know, if I had to pick my favorite to listen to, it would be the PDQ, uh, the Peter Shickley broadcast. But I mean, there's. I went on to Amazon, and if you go to Amazon and search like 99 classical, I'll wait for Andy to go to Amazon and search for 99 classical. Amazon. 99 classical. Okay, what is this? The 99 darkest pieces of classical music. Oh, wow. Yeah, and look at the price. I mean, you're looking at four bucks for 99 songs. Some of them are even less. $1.99 for 99 songs? Yeah. Must have power classics, the planets and other masterpieces for $2, $3. Chill out classics, classic gold, piano masterpieces. Oh, jeez. Yep. The chill out classic is actually really, really good. Like, you can just leave it running in the background. And there's a random router bit in the middle of all this. (laughs) <laughs> and headphones. What's the problem with it in the Baby Einstein take-along tunes? Why is that in with the 99 classics? I don't know. 
Oh, because I'm looking at the... It's the Freud 99-005. Uh, classical Roman OG router bit. If you look down at the bottom, there's the 100 must-have piano classics, 66 must-have Spanish guitar classics. Oh, Spanish guitar. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, a lot of these are very, 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 very good. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I think that's go- it. Yeah, I got to get ready for brunch. Chinese lunch. buffet. Chinese buffet. Go have fun at Chinese buffet. I will try. And try new stuff. Yep. Call your mom, Dave. Okay. Bye, Andy. Bye. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.